cloud. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Jim. All right, so the Minnesota Wild, uh, they give up six goals last night. They lose to Winnipeg 6-3. to three. Um, Boy, and it, it is interesting to hear John Hines afterward. He, he felt like they were the better team. Um, your thoughts? Well, Winnipeg is really good and really good defensively. But for the second straight game, it, and this is going to sound crazy since they scored 10 goals on Sunday, but I feel like even in that 10-goal performance, they could have scored a lot more goals early in that game. Now, maybe if they scored early in the game, they wouldn't have played the frenzy late and wouldn't have gotten to 10 goals. Who knows? But I felt like they had tons of good scoring opportunities early against Vancouver on Sunday, didn't capitalize, and then they had the crazy wild comeback. And last night, I thought it was the same thing. I thought they had opportunities, as good as Winnipeg is defensively. I thought they had opportunities where they missed the net or hit the goalie in the chest. Um, sometimes we give goalies way too much credit. Sometimes they just, the puck hits them. You know? uh, and I thought, the, I thought the Wilds missed shots. I thought they had a chance to score. They didn't score. Uh, then, once again, once they were buried, then they came back and scored a couple of goals. But I thought they could have made it closer than it was. Uh, conversely, when you have that kind of emotional game at home against one of the best teams in the league, and then you have to go play against a tough defensive team the day after on the road, this is a pretty predictable outcome, isn't it? It does feel like that would be what makes sense, especially against a good opponent like that. It would be difficult for them to get up and be able to score as many goals. But um, giving up 13 goals in two days, I mean, the fact that they were able to win one of the games, that's great. But yeah. uh, that's a lot of goals to give up in two games. It definitely was. Um, you know, Vancouver really had an easy time of it uh, for, you know, the first period and a half, two periods on Sunday. Winnipeg was able to score immediately and, and you know, get a lead and then add on late. Um, so, yeah, the defense is not looking great right now. Uh, there's no doubt about it. The goalies look a little shell-shocked. Uh, and now it puts them, you know, it's still 16 games left. A lot could happen, but that loss is damaging in the standings they're now two games out of behind two teams for the second uh, wild card spot and they're only one point up on seattle and calgary uh among the five teams that are going for that one spot so you know they have they have work to do and this weekend they go to edmonton who plays extremely well at home and then they go to seattle and that seattle game uh, will be fairly meaningful because seattle have will feel like they have a chance to to hop over the wild in the standings in that game Jim, the Gopher women's basketball team trailed by 15 at halftime. They lose to Wisconsin 67-56. It just feels like um, as much momentum as maybe this team had going into the conference season and some of the conference wins that they posted, ever since the injuries, it just feels like it's deflating. Yep, and uh, they, aren't, you know, they aren't as able to spread the floor. Uh, they don't have a three-point shooter that opponents really fear. I think Grahalski is a good three-point shooter and has a chance to be a really good player. She only took three-pointers three, three last night. Um, you know, they're, just, they're easier to defend. And now Sinead Sanders, Janae Sanders, who was coming off the bench and giving them a lot of spark, now she's starting the starting lineup. She's a solid player, but, you know, you've now you've your starting group is weakened because they don't have Braun, and your bench is weakened because they don't have Sanders anymore. Uh, also, just some fundamental things. Uh, they got out-rebounded. They had fewer assists, they had way fewer steals, and they had w way more fouls. So, you know, Wisconsin didn't really outplay them by a wide margin, but they had just, they did those fundamental things that gave them extra possessions, and the extra possessions you know, allowed them to 
really kind of control the game. Jim, the uh, Timberwolves are going to be back at it on uh, Friday. They get an extra day. A lot of teams are back playing on Thursday. Um, how about Anthony Edwards? He was limited in how many minutes he played in the All-Star game. Does, is he battling through something right now? His sore knee, and because he, he used the sore knee as... It, 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 I've heard a lot of national media saying, hey, if you want to be the face of the NBA, if you want to be the next superstar, you got to go out and play in the All-Star game and give it an effort and look better in the All-Star activities all weekend. You know, what Edwards did this weekend was bad for his national reputation, but probably good for the Timberwolves. He has a sore knee, and he decided he wasn't going to do anything stressful this weekend. So he didn't take the skills competition seriously, and he played limited minutes in the uh, All-Star game. He did not play hard. Uh, that was because he wanted to give his knee as much of a rest as he could while being at the All-Star game. So I have no problem with that. Is he one of the best, if not the best, uh, shooting guard in the NBA right now? I mean, there's so many good. I mean, first of all, you know, he's a guard, yes, but what he is is he's a multi-dimensional player who can score, uh, who isn't a big, and those guys play like all the small positions. So, I mean, you know, you know, Steph Curry is still great. You know, Jalen Brunson is a shooting point guard. He's having a great season. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is having a great season. I could, you know, I could find eight more guys to mention like that. Uh, I would say that Edwards, it, Edwards is one of the better players in the league. And while I don't think anybody can say he's the best player or the best guard in the league right now, he has a chance to really up his reputation if he can lead, if he can finish this off, if he can lead the Wolves to a number one seed and a playoff run his stock is going to be very high. And that's when he's going to start getting mentioned with the absolute best players in the league right now. But, you know, if, if the Wolves falter now and lose a first-round playoff or don't go very far in the playoffs, you know, his reputation will not be elevated. Is playing in Minnesota a disadvantage as far as, like, a national profile for some of these guys? Yes. Although Kevin Garnett really had never had any trouble with that, right? Um, so... You're, it's, you're not going to be noticed as quickly and easily. It doesn't mean you can't get there. Um, you know, hey, Peyton Manning playing in Indianapolis did not hurt him. Tiger Woods living in Orlando did not hurt him. Uh, there are plenty of, you know, Brett Favre playing and Aaron Rodgers playing in Green Bay did not hurt them. Uh, it might take you a little longer in the NBA to grab attention, but you can get there. Uh, and But it, it's going to take team success. I mean, and just like, hey, San Antonio Spurs, that's a much smaller market than Minnesota. And they started winning championships, and Tim Duncan became thought of as one of the greatest power forwards of all time, if not the greatest power forward of all time. So you can get there. Just You're just not going to get noticed quite as quickly. Jim, I see that uh, 15th-ranked Creighton defeated uh, top-ranked uh, UConn in Omaha last night by 19 points. They were up by more than that. Um, is this just another example of uh, college basketball's completely wide open again this year? Yeah, uh, and listen, there there have been upsets since, you know, a peach basket was nailed to a wall. I mean, there, there are always going to be upsets in sports. I you know, I just continue to look at college basketball and say the great teams just aren't great anymore. You know, there, there are good – there are a lot of good teams. I think you rarely see a great team in college basketball anymore because they don't stay together and because the best players leave early or, or are able to transfer. So, you know, I just – I'm just never. I'm just never shocked by an outcome in college basketball anymore. Jim, the uh, Twins are going to play uh, 
exhibition game coming up on Friday against the Gophers, and they got the Pirates on Saturday. Uh, last year when they brought in Christian Vasquez, he was expected to maybe be the number one catcher with Jeffers as the number two guy, kind of switched, and Jeffers got more starts than Vasquez. What do you think about Vasquez, and did they try to move him in the offseason? Uh, they would have loved to move him, but who would take him right now, the way he's swinging the bat? Um, so, also, you know, Rocco, I, Rocco talked at the end of last year. He said, said, listen, Christian didn't have a very good year with the bat, obviously, and Jeffers passed him. But he really liked having two guys who handle a pitching staff sharing duties at catcher. So, listen, Vasquez had a Vasquez actually had a bad offensive season with the Astros uh, the previous year, but his defense helped them win a championship. Um, he is a very good defender, and nobody really knows exactly why he's gone so far south offensively. But having a veteran backup catcher who can call a good game, uh, play good defense, you know, he's probably a little overpaid, but there's really nothing wrong with that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having Jeffers be your your better catcher, the guy who can hit, who's going to get more at-bats, play more games, and having, a, a once again, a good veteran defensive catcher as a backup you know, regardless of what whatever the money they spent on him, that's not a, a terrible situation. Also, signing Vasquez seemed to have jump-started that Jeffers, uh, and if and that's probably a better outcome than than Vasquez just playing well. Jimmy, hearing anything about uh, Kirk Cousins' possibility of getting him back? I mean, it's the same. It, there, you know, it's we're we're in rumor season and. One of these days we'll have resolution, but until then, you know, we we don't know exactly what's going on because um, they're they're negotiating, and the Vikings want to get a deal done. The Vikings want to get a deal done early so they can then move on to other business because you know Jefferson's watching what they're going to do with the quarterback situation. You know, just you just can't predict when negotiations are going to either uh, be finalized or be abandoned. You know, um, I would say this: you listen to a lot of the the better talking heads about what's going on in the NFL. When they talk about, Hey, cousins go to Atlanta. They usually say Atlanta might pay him 30, $35 million a year. Well, cousins is going to use Atlanta as leverage. No doubt about it. But the Vikings will probably pay him $45 million a year to stay here where he already has a house where he likes playing and where he has Justin Jefferson um, and Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson. So, you know, listen, Atlanta is, it's the leverage. I really have a hard time believing Cousins would rather play in Atlanta than here. All right, Jim, what do you got in your podcast? Uh, we have the John, really good John Krasinski show up about the Wolves, the stretch ahead, the All-Star weekend, Towns, and all that. Uh, we also have a good Viking update show talking about quarterbacks, Drake May in particular, what the Vikings could end up doing. And and the rumor, we, we talk a lot about the rumor season, uh, the fact that so many people are putting out bad information this time of year and you know, how, how as a fan or a journalist you deal with that, uh, both those shows are at talknorth.com or on your favorite podcast app. All right, Jim, thank you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, Jim. It's Jim Suhan, Star Tribune Sports Columnist, joining us every weekday morning at this time. Follow him on Twitter at Suhan Strib. Check out his latest column in Star Tribune or his podcast at talknorth.com. Next on WJON, World of National News from ABC.